0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions. And this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria.
1: Hi, this is Lily and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. From as early as he can remember, Michael Trezza's world revolved around art, engineering, and learning. He studied fine arts and painting in college, still plays guitar every day, and turned an early passion for programming and technology into his first business while still in college. Michael spent the next two decades as a technology entrepreneur creating powerful software solutions and working with businesses from mid-size to Fortune 500 companies to position them for exponential growth. Everything changed in 2017 when he found out that he and his wife were having a baby girl. Michael immediately began to think differently and to think about the world he was bringing her into. He began to wonder if today's educational system was really going to prepare her for what he imagined the future to look like. He wondered what the world was going to look like when she was his age. Being a technology innovator for his entire career, Michael has seen firsthand how rapidly the world has changed, and specifically where the current educational system is no longer keeping pace. He believes that we're not preparing our children to be leaders in this increasingly dynamic world. Over the last three years, Michael shifted his entire life's work and mission to better prepare teens with self-awareness, global awareness, and 21st century critical thinking skills. His work and his company, Giant Leaps Learning, is fulfilling his promise to his daughter to leave the world a better place than when he found it. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. Welcome, Michael Trezza. How are you?
0: I'm fabulous. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: We're excited to have you. Are you ready to pour into our listeners?
0: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it.
1: We are in the education space, and I love it. So tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a long and winding path, right? And I've been an entrepreneur since college, right? I had a real job for uh, about a year after college. It's a long, long story, but I started a company at 21 years old, right out of school, And I've been a leader of teams and organizations and an entrepreneur my entire life. I'm 44 now, so quite a while. And I've been in the technology space for a very, very long time. I was always in software development, web design, and I've had a number of companies in that space. Well, my daughter was born about five years ago and everything sort of changed for me when that happened. When we found out that my wife was pregnant and we were having a child, I just started to think about the world differently. And I realized that my responsibility was different. And I don't mean day to day responsibility, I just meant like the bigger picture responsibility. You know, how I was going to leave this world became a more important question and as i started to think about how i was going to educate my little girl in this world i started to realize that things were changing very dramatically and very quickly and there weren't a lot of great solutions for doing that and that's how i ended up doing what i'm doing now and that was the pivot for me that was i guess my journey in leadership it went from a tech entrepreneur building solutions for fortune 50 companies and mid-sized companies and everything in between to a really mission-driven business and life that is so much more important than the last 41 years i suppose
1: yeah so isn't that great how our children do that they prime our leadership and our focus (laughs) in such a way if we're really listening right
0: yeah Um, that's the key right this is a perfect time to tell us about what you're doing now being in tech for my whole life really I've had the front row seat at how quickly the world is changing. In our lifetimes, we've seen the world pre-internet to today and the world, let's say pre-iPhone, which is just 15 years ago. And you think about what those worlds looked like before and after and what a significant and the magnitude of that shift, right? And I'm always thinking about these things that are happening today that are going to have as significant of an impact as those things did and they're coming. I live in San Diego next to Qualcomm, and I see autonomous cars driving up and down the road, and I mean nobody in the car. This is a different world that our kids are going to inherit, and my hypothesis is that schools do a decent job of teaching kids where the world has been, but a horrendous job of teaching kids where the world is going, and it's going in some unimaginable and wild places. And that's what led me to create this company and do what I do now, which is really helping to introduce teens and young people to where the world could be going, the possibilities of where the world is going, have them understand themselves and their real natural strengths and interests, and give them real critical thinking skills. What do we know kids are going to need in the future? We can't tell them to study to be an accountant and assume that that job isn't in danger of machine learning and AI. But we can say, listen, if you're a creative problem solver, if you have amazing critical thinking skills, if you can communicate clearly, you're going to be more relevant in the future. That's right. what we do.
1: Right. And so, your organization, Giant Leaps, tell us more
0: about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Giantleapslearning.com is where you can find out everything about what we do and what we are. We are an online after school enrichment program for high school students. And what we do is we solve three things. We solve self-awareness. So we help teens understand themselves, understand their interests and their strengths. That solves confidence issues and anxiety issues and depression issues. We introduce them to where the world could be going. And we think of it as the disruptive technologies and the disruptive influences that are developing today and what those are going to manifest into in the future. What does the workforce look like in 10 and 20 years when these kids hit it? And what are the potential career opportunities? So self-awareness, global awareness. And the third thing are critical thinking skills, a 21st century toolkit. What do we know kids are gonna need to succeed in college careers and life beyond? And we teach them those things. Um, And we do it through one-on-one coaching and a hyper-personalized, individualized curriculum. Well, you know, you're speaking to my heart because what you're doing on the
1: front end, we teach adult self-awareness. I've been a proponent of leadership and leadership is all about self-awareness, true leadership, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's one of the things that John Maxwell talks about. He is an expert in leadership. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that he always says is that self-awareness trumps everything.
0: Absolutely. And so we
1: start there and I love what you're doing now, your target audience
0: eighth grade, ninth grade, and 10th grade are really our sweet spot. It's a great age where their minds are developed enough where they can envision the future and they have a stronger creative sense in that way. And before things get out of control with like test prep and college acceptance and things like that, and they're going to have to make decisions that are going to infect the rest of their lives around what major they want to choose and what school they want to go to. If we can impact them in those early years and have them know more about themselves, that'll kind of trickle down and the domino effect will be will be massive. And you know, when you asked about like, who our target is, that's the age demographic, but who we think we can make the most impact for there's two kids really, it's the sort of the straight A AP kid who's doing all the right things, checking all the boxes, but maybe is doing that for somebody else's reasons maybe the light isn't really in their eyes anymore and they're a little bit kind of disengaged from their own path, right? Mm -hmm. That kid, we can absolutely turn around and turn that light switch right back on in their eyes and really help them love learning again. And the other kid is this sort of creative, curious, disengaged kid who's maybe super, super smart, but doesn't see like the relevance or the context of school. And in their own like personal lives, like maybe they go down YouTube rabbit holes and learn so, so much, but in school, it's just not connecting for them. That kid is our prime target. They love what we do here.
1: I'm assuming also parents and leaders of schools Mm -hmm. would be interested in this.
0: Yeah, very much, very much, yeah.
1: Now, what are the top three skills that these young folks will need just to get a head start on their
0: career? Yeah, I think the top skills are the ability to synthesize information and communicate Mm -hmm. being able to like listen to information and communicate it clearly. Another one would be real critical thinking skills, creative problem solving. And what does critical thinking mean? It's being able to assess information and make the best decisions based on that information most adults don't have good critical thinking skills you know but there are frameworks that we can teach kids to make better decisions that they can use from here on out communication critical thinking skills self-awareness is really knowing themselves and constantly being able to check in with themselves and know if what they're doing is aligned with where they want to be going you know so the inside of that there's things like goal setting and there's a lot inside there so you have trainings online And you have one-to-one coaching. Is that right? Yeah, it's a coaching model. So it's one-on-one coaching weekly with the student and their dedicated coach. And in between those sessions, they've got unlimited access to that coach over our messaging platform. And then they've got an online platform where their curriculum has been personalized for them and they work through weekly activities and the coach kind of helps them. The coach is genuinely a coach, not a teacher. The coach genuinely helps kind of motivate them, get the best out of them, push them, you know, when they're mailing it in and answer questions, kind of help them get unstuck.
1: Yeah. And I read somewhere there was a rigorous coaching selection process.
0: Yeah, there is. And it's, it's something I'm really, really proud of what we've developed. One of the intentions, Lily, out of the gate for me was in building this company that I wanted the coaches to get as much out of working for us or working for Giant Leaps or with Giant Leaps as the students did. And Mm. there was a really high bar. And that was something that I wanted to set from the very beginning. And we're not just executing on that or delivering that, we are far exceeding that. And it's amazing to see that there are so much built into the program for the coaches as well. Because when you think about it like this, if we're trying to give growth mindset to teens, how do we do that through people who don't have that? That's right. Right. That's yeah. absolutely right. You know, so if we can turn on coaches, already find coaches who are already, you know, predisposed to that. Right. So that's part of like our process is a culture fit, but if we can then give them all the tools themselves to get turned on to learning, to get turned on to growth and really live that ethos, then they bring that to their coaching. And that's when the machine just starts humming, you know? <laughs> I love it, love it, love yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't hire a coach unless they have a coach too. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's, it, I agree. It's wonderful. Yeah.
1: All right. So as a lifelong learner, Michael, yeah. what
0: are you learning right now? Oh, man. In what bucket of life? I'll tell you some of the things that I'm into. I am obsessed with bonsai right now. I've got a bonsai garden in my backyard, and that's something I'm fascinated with. You can see the guitar back here. I've got four others over there. I play guitar every day and I have for as long as I can remember. I'm a painter and I love painting and I'm always learning about that. Those are things that kind of feed my soul. Day to day, I'm learning how to be a better father and it's something I'm super passionate about, how to be a better husband. I do a lot of work there on personal growth and development, but the real Hard work right now is in growing this business. You know the things that I'm learning are about marketing, about fundraising, about some of the things that I haven't had experience in my previous business doing. Yeah, those are some of the things. That's a yeah. lot. You That's know, I'm awful
1: impressed with the bonsai because I had tried to do that. A cactus is good for me.
0: You know, it really is. In the simplest terms, it's a practice in patience. There's decisions that you make today. When it comes to working on your trees, that you won't see them come to fruition for 10 years, maybe 15 or 20 years. It's a wild yeah. practice in patience. A wild practice in patience. I'm going <laughs> to steal that from you. I
1: love it. Take a it. Wild practice. I've never heard that.
0: And <laughs> I've never said it before. Yeah. There
1: you go. It was here on Master Leadership Podcast. <laughs> you coined that phrase. All <laughs> right. Love it. So, Michael, when you think of leadership today, What most concerns you, and what are you most hopeful about?
0: Ah, wow. Okay, what concerns me the most is, I think the leadership right now is woefully inadequate. I think our leaders, if we're talking about business and political, are completely out of touch with the real world, with what's the best interests of society, and maybe even worse, I think they're compromised. And this isn't like conspiracy theory stuff. I think when I say compromise, I think the agendas aren't aligned with what's best for us as a world. In that view, they're compromised. And more importantly, I think we're not developing a generation of leaders right now. I mean, if you ask me, we're developing a generation of average test takers, of mediocre readers, of um, you know people who can memorize relatively worthless facts. I mean, we're not doing what it takes to build a generation of curious, capable, passionate, purposeful, all these things, leaders that the world needs. We're at a place right now in time where technology is moving more rapidly than ever. And the technologies that we're building are truly godlike. And I don't say that lightly. You know, we're able to alter genetic information. AI is here and it's only getting better. The things that we're developing are going to dramatically impact how we live, learn, and work. And certainly our current leadership doesn't know enough about that to make good decisions. And our kids aren't being prepared to think about how to take over in leadership roles for those things. Well, you know, as you said that, I'm thinking, well, you are. You're developing.
1: Well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here all alone, yeah. And I, because <laughs> I'm or. on this
1: other end yeah. <laughs> with the um, ed leaders and teachers. I started this in 2016 because hmm. I saw leadership, and especially during the elections. And I thought, what is my responsibility here as an educator? Yeah. What did I do or not do? And so yeah, it's yeah. me taking responsibility so that we can have these conversations and yeah. so that it lands on the ears of many people. And then that will shift.
0: The, the ripple effect is what we're kind of going for here, right? Absolutely. And Lily, you asked what I'm hopeful about. And what I've seen with the students that I've interacted with, whether they're part of our program or not, that these young people today that really care about the world and are looking for ways to become leaders, they might not have all the terminology that we do around it, but they're looking for ways to make things better. And they care about their fellow generation and the world. That's something that's the raw material, you know.
1: You know, Michael, I'm thinking about how our listeners now at this very point are thinking, what can I do? How can I support Michael's work? What's the best way to connect with you?
0: Michael at giantleapslearning.com or just go to giantleapslearning.com and submit your information to learn more. You know, I mean, the best way to support us is follow us on Instagram. Just spread the word about what we're doing because there isn't a parent in the world who doesn't want what we are trying to solve for, what we're providing. There isn't a parent that doesn't want what we're offering. Beautiful. And that's Uh not a sales pitch. This is what parents want for their kids to have, is to be prepared and successful for the future.
1: All right. So
0: Michael, we have a surprise question for you. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) I think this one you would love. Dr. Jennifer Christner wants to know, Mm -hmm. in what ways do you color outside of the lines and how has this benefit your leadership and your organization? You know, I have never
0: colored inside of the lines, Lily. I have, <laughs> I, have <laughs> I don't even know
1: how to So on that. a typical day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose I've always done things my own way. I've rarely listened to advice in the past. It's only been in the last number of years that I've started to be very focused about who I'm listening to input and advice from. But how do I color outside of the lines? Yeah. You know, over the course of my career, I suppose, I've heard a lot of people saying that what I was going to work on and what I was working on wasn't going to work. And in my heart, mm. I knew otherwise. I knew better. And I think the way I color out of the lines is I listened to my instincts maybe more than others do against what some other indicators would tell, I, I guess.
1: I do want to confirm that because there will be a lot of naysayers and you know this as an entrepreneur, yeah. but also you're such a visionary, like you think so far ahead and you get what's needed. And to bring this kind of work to the world, to me, it's quantum leadership. It's leadership outside of your personal space or even your organization, you're thinking globally.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: And that's certainly coloring outside of the lines.
0: Well, yeah, fair. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Michael, as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So let me ask this and see if this is What you're looking for. I've been part of this organization called Alder for a number of years. It used to be called Gen Next. Every month, we were put at a dinner or an event with these incredibly future forward thinking people. People trying to cure aging. People, the director of the NSA, the inventor of Siri that's in your iPhone. These interesting leaders. And one of the things that I've always asked them, that I rarely get good answers on, are let's say you solve the problem you've set out to solve. How does that positively impact the world and whose job is it to consider that? So like, for example, we had dinner with Aubrey de Grey, who is the founder of the SENS Foundation, whose hypothesis is that the first person to live to a thousand has already been born and they're trying to cure aging. Okay, fair enough. Now, Aubrey, if you solve that problem, if you cure aging, humans now can prevent or reverse aging, how does that impact the world better, make it better? and whose job is it to consider the impact and the consequences of that? And that's something that I've always asked these sort of visionaries, these innovators in spaces, and I'm rarely satisfied with the answers.
1: Well, there are a couple of questions here and they're yeah, all yeah. together. I yeah. love that, see? Quantum leadership, quantum <laughs> Love that, all right. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners?
0: You know, a quote that I read the other day that I think is relevant to how I kind of go about my life and the world is a quote by Albert Einstein. The quote was, I have no special talent. I'm only passionately curious. And I think if more people lived that, then this would be an interesting place. Well said. There's a lot built into that. Oh my gosh, yes. You can do a whole
1: podcast on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I love it. You know, I want to thank you so
0: much for adding value to me. And to our listeners, it's been a great conversation. Absolutely. It sure has. I really appreciate being here, Lily. Thank you so much.
1: In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.